Hey, and welcome back to our 34th class on the Christian basics, or for my Lutheran teenagers out there, confirmation. Every week we aim to bring you biblical content that will help you in your new or emerging walk with Christ. I'm Evan McClanahan. I'm the pastor at First Lutheran in Houston. And this week we're looking at Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, specifically a, a portion right at the beginning called the Beatitudes. Let's roll. Well, first, I want to share something that I heard recently that was really helpful in helping me to understand whether I could actually trust that the words that are recorded in the Gospels are trustworthy. Basically, the Gospels were written probably in the, in the late 50s, maybe the 60s, or the 70s, and as late as the 90s. Some people think the Gospel of John was written in the 90s, but Jesus was crucified probably in the year 30 or 33. Well, geez, that's like 30 years in between those things happening. Imagine something that happened, you know, 1990 or even, forbid, you know, 1960. Could you actually know what a person said that long ago? Could you trust that it was reliable? And I've often wondered, if somebody gave a speech one time, would I remember what they said years later or even days later or even hours later? Heck, I might not even have paid attention to the speech during the speech. So... How do we know that when Jesus gave a sermon like this, the disciples actually recorded it accurately? Well, the key to answering this is that what we see, say, in Matthew 5 to 7 is what's called the Sermon on the Mount. It's called that because it's a sermon he gave on a mountain. But the truth is that Jesus probably gave this sermon many, many times. Remember that Jesus, you know, was an itinerant preacher. That is, he walked around through the countryside from town to town, and he was teaching people about the kingdom of God. He would have given a version of this sermon almost certainly dozens or maybe even hundreds of times. And who was with him as he was doing this? Well, his disciples. So the disciples would have heard this over and over. It's not like he gave this sermon one time and they just perfectly recorded it and wrote it down 30 years later. This would have been uh, something they committed to memory just by virtue of the fact that they heard it so many times, they would have talked about it for years later, so by the time it actually does get written down, it's very well remembered and transmitted through the years. So there's really no good reason not to believe that the words that are preached here in Matthew 5-7, to but we'll be looking at Matthew 5 today, aren't really the words of Jesus. So what words are we looking at? Well, today we're looking at Matthew 5, and we're looking at the first 11 verses. These are called the Beatitudes because Jesus begins these sentences by saying, blessed are, over and over. Well, let's just read it. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to them. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you, and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven." For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. 
With these words, Jesus is really turning the world upside down. Jesus is contrasting a way of life that is defined by force or power or coercion or dominance to a way of life that is spirit-led, that is driven by humility and love and peacemaking and modesty. In this day, and I guess you could say really every day, these are really the two forces that are in conflict in the world, the, the forces of the world that seek to dominate through power, but the force of the Spirit that seeks to serve in love. What Jesus is teaching all of his disciples is that those who would follow him and be his disciple, we really are to want the things of God more than we want the things of the world. So we are to pursue peace instead of instigating violence. We are not to think highly of ourselves, but we are to be poor in spirit or to be humble. We are not controlled by our desires, but really we mourn the loss of those things that would have control over us. We believe it is better to be rewarded by God for our faithfulness rather than to be a slave to our desires, and we seek to be obedient to the law of God, for that is what a lover of righteousness does. They seek to be obedient to God's law. And Jesus says, that is enough for those who love Jesus. Now, most of us think that the absolute worst thing that could ever happen to us is that, you know, we would be arrested and, you know, put in jail. Or maybe people won't like us, or we won't have any friends. Maybe we'll get called names, we'll get picked on. But those aren't the worst things that can happen to us. The worst thing that can happen is that we lose the blessings of God because we spend our life seeking the approval of everyone else instead of seeking to please God. You know, if we do that, at the end of the day, we're not going to have the approval of men because they'll know that that's all we're trying to do is get their approval, and we won't have the approval of God either. We live in a time where understandings of what is right and wrong are, are changing before our very eyes, and Christians are in the middle of this change. If you look at changes in understanding marriage or gender or when life begins or what kind of speech is hate speech, all of these things Christians are going to find themselves in the middle of, and they very well could be arrested and placed in jail or certainly picked on and called names for believing what they believe. But that's when we need to remember this sermon by Jesus, because what he is saying to us is, blessed are you when men come after you, when people revile you for standing up for what is true. When you love righteousness, you will be blessed, is what he says. And so, if we're in a time where we face jail time or persecution or just ostracization for what we believe, then these are words that are very good news from Jesus Christ, because he promises us his blessings. Just remember what Jesus says at the very end of this sermon. He says, Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Thanks for joining me this week. Next week, we're going to look at some of those statements in the Sermon on the Mount that begin, You have heard it said, and try to figure out how Jesus takes what was normally said and offers a really interesting teaching on it. For now, you can subscribe to this channel. You can email me at christianbasicsclass at gmail.com, uh, or you can go to flhouston.org for the worksheets for this class. Until next time, take care.